0: Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the Tiwat Ka to my walk to my mom, Maria.
1: Rebels Chat is a family-friendly podcast where my daughter and I share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. Since our favorite show is on break, we'll be looking at other parts of the Star Wars universe. In today's episode, we will
0: be talking about the next batch of episodes in Season 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Jedi Crash, Defenders of Peace, Trespass, and The Hidden Enemy.
1: In Jedi Crash and Defenders of Peace, Ella Sakura, Ahsoka Tano, and a small group of clones crash land on a planet where they discover the Lerman and their pacifist ways. In Trespass, the Jedi, accompanied by Senator Chushi, and Sherman Sho. Say that three times fast. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's start that one again. In trespass, the Jedi accompanied by Senator Tushi and Chairman Show,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You gotta say it without laughing. You laugh first.
1: <laughs> okay. In trespass, the Jedi, accompanied by Senator Chuchi and Chairman Cho, discovered that Orthoplutonia... Plutonia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are so cool. <laughs> okay.
1: In trespass, the Jedi, accompanied by Senator Chuchi and Chairman Cho. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, even if you laugh just go through with it. Okay. okay. Wait. In trespass, the Jedi accompanied by Senator Chuchi and Chairman Cho discovered that- <laughs> The Ortho Pluton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not going to look at you anymore. Like, <laughs> oh God. Okay. in Jedi, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> in Trespass. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> in trespass the Jedi, accompanied by Senator Chuchi and Sherman Cho, discover that Orto Plutonia is not as desolate as they once thought. And finally, in The Hidden Enemy, Rex and Cody discover that there is a traitor among them.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. The whole Chuchi Cho and
1: Orto Plutonia. Any need to be so many difficult, strange words, one after the other? I think it's just the way Star Wars is.
0: It's just, that's, just, wow. that's Star Wars. <laughs> Say that three times fast. No way. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So starting off with Jedi Crash, which is episode 13, the fortune cookie is Greed and Fear of Loss. Are the roots that lead to the tree of evil. And the alternate cookie, what was originally in place, was... For one to not become attached is the greatest gift.
1: I like that second it's like one. one better, yeah, than the first. And
0: it's true, because I'm the type of person who wears my heart on my... Is that... That's the thing, right? Where's my heart on my sleeve? They, yeah. Where I have, like... Where I display my emotions yeah. very easily. Yeah, yeah. And I get really attached to things and to people... You you identify with that one? Yeah, you
1: you're easily um, let down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the quote obviously touches on the fact that Ahsoka is too attached to Anakin and how she's constantly wanting to be by his side when he's injured in this episode and later on we find out that she's actually kind of mastered this that where she's not as attached to things anymore at, at least
1: that's my impression in rebels when she's she's more centered it's not that she's not attached it's that she's more centered she's she has mature enough that she understands that with any great cause there's loss yeah you know, so it's not that she's no longer attached, or that she doesn't, you know, that that she has mastered that supposed ideal of the Jedi, but that she understands that loss is inevitable.
0: Yeah. And one of the characters that's introduced in this episode is Aayla Sakura. She's a, the Twi'lek Jedi with the French accent. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what were your thoughts about her and the way she handled herself, the way she taught Ahsoka she, along she, the way?
1: She was tough. Yeah, she's tough. She's tough. Yeah. She, you know, she's not an easy cookie. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, she, she reminded me, actually, of my grandmother. Oh, yeah? Um, my fa- on my father's side. Uh-huh. She was a tough cookie. A- everybody... Fear her, and this is a four and a half feet woman, tall Mm -hmm. woman, you know, four and a half feet, Mm -hmm. nothing more than that. (laughs) And everybody feared her my father, his brother, her grandchildren, everybody feared her. I didn't. Mm. I actually always felt an affinity with her, and Ela Sakura uh, reminded me of her. She's very
0: authoritative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was my grandmother. Uh, Yeah. She always knew what she was going to say when she was going to say it. And you better follow it. <laughs> so uh, I, I liked her. But again, she was tough. <laughs> she was not an easy person to take.
0: Yeah, no, And no. especially
1: with uh, Ahsoka and the type of relationship that she has with Anakin. Anakin,
0: yeah. She, she definitely wasn't afraid to speak her mind on certain things. No, no. And tell Ahsoka and correct Ahsoka in certain things that she was thinking yeah. and exhibiting. So they're in the middle of this battle, and Anakin ends up having to save everyone because they're running through a corridor, and the blast that's coming towards them is coming too fast, and, and he had to force push everyone out of the way, and he ends up essentially sacrificing himself for you know the good of everyone else. And my question, I, I always start to go through the alternate universe out like what if Anakin had died in that instance
1: <laughs> like like do you think Palpatine would have oh, somebody would have rise oh uh, yeah, yeah. that would have been another one I, I, but then it, I think it would have taken longer yes that, that yeah. definitely the whole order 66 would have had to wait a while
0: yeah because Anakin was an essential piece yes for it to all come together so if Anakin had died At any point during the war, like at this point, then Palpatine's plan, Sidious's plans would have been, he would have had to like go back to the drawing board like, dang it, I need to come up with a different plan. And then uh, another character we briefly see is Admiral Yularen. And he's the one that says, Are all Jedi so reckless? And Ava says, Just the good ones.
1: ones. <laughs> <laughs> I like that exchange. Yeah. Because um, uh, like, she was tough, but she also recognized the, the abilities of Anakin. Yeah. And, and, and what he was capable of. So uh, that was interesting. Some people that are... As tough as she is, are not uh, as open and willing to recognize yeah, uh, yeah, the good qualities on those who are not like them. Yeah, definitely.
0: So. And I think it's because, and we'll discuss it a little bit later on when we hit the point where... Actually, it's just around the corner. <laughs> but <laughs> where we hit the point where Ahsoka is talking about Anakin and Ayla brings up the whole attachment thing, she starts talking about her old master. So... In the episode, they d- she doesn't really mention this person's name, but I was reading the trivia section that said that she was actually referring to Quinlan Vos, Ooh. who who we later find out partners up with Obi-Wan in an episode that's Sal's favorite episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he was also the main character in Dark Disciple. So I know that was a big thing in the Expanded Universe, but I obviously don't know it all that well. So I, I didn't realize that they had actually carried that in into the I, I didn't have enough time to research on it, but that's interesting that she was referring to him because my impression was the way she was talking about it she had said for the greater good she had to learn to let him go and she said specifically, don't lose a thousand lives just to save one so she gave me the impression that her master had died in some way where she had to sacrifice him in order to save. Everyone else. Yeah. So uh, I guess there must have been some other sort of lesson that happened there that wasn't exactly what I had imagined.
1: <laughs> so sometimes people are also good at just passing along knowledge. Yeah. Not necessarily because they themselves experienced experience it, it. Yeah. But because they, they have learned and heard of it and, and know of it and know it's the best thing to know and to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they end up on this planet and. Ayla reminds her that as a Jedi, d- it is your duty to do what's best That's for the group. Mom. You know, At this moment, you need to come with us to find assistance that could possibly help Anakin in the long run. And Ahsoka is confused about the whole concept of no attachment versus having compassion for others. And even Anakin in Episode 2, when he's talking to Padme when they're off to Naboo, they talk about... How they're not allowed to have attachment, but they're allowed to be compassionate. And I feel like that gets it, it, it's lost. A, yes, it, a it lot gets lost the, because. Especially with the younger
1: kids who are growing up into the, that age. Being compassionate it means having the foresight, having the ability to care enough to seek the betterment of another. Mm-hmm. You see a poor kid begging in the streets and compassion dictates that that you want to help them you want them to be better yeah attachment is different attachment will be for me to pick every single kid i see begging in the streets because i cannot let them go and i cannot just simply uh, help them to get better and, and assist them in whatever I can provide to them. That is different. It can be confused because they're feelings that are associated with each other, but they are separate mm-hmm. of each other. And they can exist separate of each other. Mm-hmm. They don't have to always be together. Through compassion, you can end up getting attached. Yeah. But you don't have to. And that is the difference and that is the lessons that they're supposed to get right you are compassionate because you need to be able to want to help to want to be there to want to better the uh, other people the, their situation right. but don't get attached because those feelings may end up being negative in the end producing a negative result because then you 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 are just gonna go to for saving the one and letting thousands Die. be darned, yeah. cause you get too attached. Yeah, and I could be a Jedi. You could, you could. Yeah, uh, yeah that's
0: totally Jedi. Yeah, I can see you with a whole bunch, class of little younglings yeah. teaching them, and you know, and that ways. would be so awesome. That would be cool. And then we find that when Rex is left behind to help. With Anakin and looking after him, there's a creature lingering about, trying to get its next piece of food. Yep, <laughs> and that creature is actually called the Mastiff Falone.
1: Mastiff Falone, jeez, yeah. who, who thought of that? <laughs> I, I, I actually it's a, it's a, it sounds like Dave thought right? <laughs> I actually thought that the his, Falone his was the master. Like, <laughs> his master falone <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I didn't
0: even think about Master. but yeah, I, I couldn't uh, the the episode guide and the trivia guide didn't explain the the significance behind it. I, I'd have to like ask around and see. Mm-hmm. And Rex ends up being attacked by this creature, and I was mad because I think his arm got hurt at oh, one yeah. point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then nobody, everyone was like, "Anakin, we gotta save Anakin," and nobody was giving attention to my poor Rex <laughs> and his messed up arm. <laughs> and and there was this other character, you know, the group that ends up going to find assistance. They also get attacked by these creatures, and the the ex- and lucky. There was the, a clone trooper called Lucky, which wasn't that lucky. Oh my gosh! Like that's the worst name you can give get yourself, yourself. <laughs> because you're not gonna, you're gonna be, be lucky, lucky, especially in the line of work yeah. that you're in. <laughs> And they discover the Lermans, the uh, the local natives, uh, or who people who've become natives of this planet. And the leader is Ka, and he's very suspicious of these new people coming in they already look war-torn and he's like i'm not about this life go away yeah (laughs) and uh and he says violence breeds violence jedi are no peacekeepers so he's already in the mindset and actually i forget whether it's this episode or the next episode but he stated that this mindset has been around for generations and given how old he is it looks like Generation spans definitely hundreds of years. years. So, so this is definitely their way of life. Their these are their morals, their beliefs. They don't want to be part of any war, any uh, any, any violence, violence whatsoever. whatsoever. And their reasoning and leaving and finding this neutral system was because they wanted to get away from the Clone Wars. So I was actually telling uh, someone on Twitter, uh, her name's Hope, and we got into a conversation about the Lerman. And I kind of compared it to parents who leave the city because they want to go to the suburbs to raise their children.
1: In a more safe environment, yeah, yeah. at least
0: of, of an environment that you
1: presume to be, to be safer, safe, yeah,
0: than the city. Um, let's face it, anything is safer than the city. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's a, that's what I was comparing it to, and you know that that was their motive that they wanted to get away from the war before the war cut up to them. And then, yeah, one of the the things that we talked about was why are they pacifists? You know, what what made them want to be this way? It, it clearly wasn't religion. Religion wasn't a factor in this. No, and religion the, it's just a philosophical. Yeah,
1: and religion doesn't
0: have to be a motive
1: now, or be involved in, in most decisions. The, this big um, confusion, I, I say, among humanity that somehow the only way that we can have certain values Mm. are through religion. Uh, Not necessarily. Certain values, if not most values that we associate with religion, have definite societal benefits. Mm. So they could have been originated in a secular way and I don't doubt that civilization and and people gathering together and and making little groups in order to survive gave rise to to certain values mm. when you have a group of people you have to be respectful mm-hmm. of others mm-hmm. you, you have to have certain ethical views in order for that community to survive exactly yeah. otherwise it will be chaos yeah yeah so uh, I like the fact that in this setting, The whole philosophy was not religion-based. It was just a secular origin. It had completely secular origins. Now, how did it originate? Were they a war in...
0: Maybe, People before, maybe,
1: yeah, you know, was, was did they came to the brink of extinction because of violence? Well, yeah,
0: and they know, decided to that that, yeah. that
1: happens in in many societies. You have to, to the the change can only be brought, and this is a a very high political view that is studied in in universities, in schools everywhere. Revolution, what is a revolution? But that moment where that spark. Comes up, comes alive, and and a new group of ideas are born. Mm. And did this happen to these people? Yeah, did, did they, that happen? Were yeah. they at the brink of extinction, and a revolution spark within them, and they realized this has to change, otherwise we're done.
0: Right. Yeah. But then that's uh, as honorable, I guess, as that may be. You also put yourself and others in danger because if you don't. At least defend yourself, then you run the risk of being eliminated.
1: This is the thing. They were, everything is based on what you are willing to live for, Mm. what you're willing to give Mm -hmm. in the process. Mm -hmm. And obviously, these people for the majority, of course, are willing to give their lives the if they have most to. Most of them were. As we yeah, see with exactly. later on, the sun, you know? the sun wanted a fight, so, And back. that's what I'm saying, yeah. that, that it has to be your choice. Exactly. It, it has yeah. to be, you You have to be willing. Nobody can tell you. Nobody can make you. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be you. And most of them, most of their society is willing to lay down their lives, if necessary, to attain their goal, to yeah. attain their principles. Yeah,
0: yeah, and to so, not sacrifice. That's yeah. why he said not sacrifice I their see. their morals. And then we had mentioned that Tiwat Ka was actually kind of more Jedi than the Jedi. Yeah. Because he ended up saying, uh, no side is free of fault. It takes two to fight. And then Ayla, in response, says, but isn't liberty worth fighting for? And Ka responds, but is it worth killing for? Fighting for something doesn't mean you have to destroy everything in In your path. path. Only when you lay your arms down and pursue a course of nonviolence can you make this claim to me that the Jedi are peacekeepers. Gandhi. And that's, yeah, (laughs) very, very very Gandhi. Gandhi. And that's also very, uh, as we see later on in Star Wars Rebels, when Kanan lays down his saber, his lightsabers, and accepts the fate that he might actually die in that moment, that was an act of nonviolence. Yep. And that's how he was able to become a Jedi knight. So that's why we were like, this guy is totally a Jedi. A Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the is really desperate. You know, we gotta we gotta save my friend. And so Tiwatka allows his son, Waktu, to go and help. And in the process of getting there, they discover that the creature is still lingering about and it starts to attack once again and oh actually before they even get there as they're getting there the, the lerman they, like, they just roll bowl? like a little ball yeah. <laughs> that's so I cool i love that yeah apparently it was an expanded universe element from this other species but I thought that was very neat yeah they, and like a little unique. roll
1: of ball of fur, fur. rolling around <laughs> yeah
0: can you imagine if cats did that that'd be oh, so cool my oh my god <laughs> And then, yeah, so when they get there, the creature starts attacking, and they're all ready to shoot it down, to kill it, but... Wakkuu is like no, there. You know, there's, there's another way. way, and he starts to tie the the feet around and bring it down no. that way. And yeah, again, that's part of their nonviolent sort, of, sort way. of way. Yeah. And then at the very end, Ahsoka comes to realize and learn from her mistakes, which was that she says, "If I had stayed with Anakin, we probably wouldn't have found this village in time to save him." So that was a lesson that Ayla had instilled in her and she said that this is why it's best for you to you come, come because you're you were the one to help convince this guy to give you someone to help yeah. and if if you hadn't been present Anakin, Anakin wouldn't would have not, survived yeah. so so that was a cool episode i think it was a very nice change of pacing of a change of characters too of seeing these new people and and their way of life and and in the continuation of that, which is Defenders of Peace, episode 14, and the fortune cookie for that episode was, when surrounded by war, one must eventually choose a side. But do you think that you really have to choose a side? What if you don't agree with either side? What happens then?
1: <laughs> do you make a side of your own? That's the thing, that I don't think if surrounded by war, although the Swiss can say that they did <laughs> They were surrounded yeah, by war, yeah. and they supposedly, because, let's face it, uh, it was more of a business decision than anything else, they supposedly stay neutral. Mm. So, I don't know. That's an interesting concept yeah. to, to debate, because... There are two sides to the war, and... Neither and side. And, you ha- and,
0: and according to the quote, you must eventually choose a side... I, and I don't want to go with either the Republic or the Separatists. Where am I in all this? You're a lemur. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I like that they're based on lemurs, actually. Yeah. 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 A lerman. Yeah, I'm a Lerman. (laughs) I can roll around all day. And unfortunately, the separatists arrive. And Tiwaka says that we will rather die than to kill others. And this guy, in addition to him being a Jedi of sorts, is also Morgan from The Walking Walking Dead. Dead. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, this character, if you don't watch the show, he's gotten to the point, the mindset, where he doesn't kill other people. Even people who are trying to kill him, he thinks that there's a way to change them to be more like him. More like him. And unfortunately, that isn't Mm, realistic. It's very ideal. And honestly, you can't really apply it in real life, especially in The Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then Anakin says, you know, if the Lerman want to remain neutral, we won't force them into war. And I was like, haha, Anakin, you you bring word to a lot of people later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and And then the separatists, whose uh, name is General Lock Dird claims that they are now under the protection of the separatists, and, and he specifically says, I would like to inspect my new colony
1: he he's so so um aristocratic and and like snooty, <laughs> yeah, like I I own you. <laughs> yeah. You're mine. You're all mine. <laughs>
0: did you recognize his voice, by the way, if you remember? Because it's been a little while since we last saw the episode.
1: It did sound familiar. Yeah. It's George Takei. Ah, that's why it, it, his, yeah. he has that that thing about him, like "you are my servant." Yeah, and, yeah, you know, that's the that, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
0: yeah, that that, that, that that's that, so that, him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you know, the, they unfortunately have to leave for the benefit of these people. They can't be found in their property. So Rex and Ahsoka are, are talking amongst themselves, and Rex says, "No pride, I guess." Yes, they have no pride. And Ahsoka says that, I call it no courage. And Ayla responds to them both, but specifically to Ahsoka, and says, sometimes it takes courage to stick to one's beliefs. And it's true. It does take courage to stick to your belief. And then it also
1: takes courage to not fight at all. Yeah. I think it takes more courage not to fight at all. Because fighting is an instinct. Fighting, fighting anybody can fight. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can start, you know, just attacking and fighting. But to consciously sit down and decide not to, even at the expense of your own security, your own safety, your own life. Yeah. That is That's beyond, a lot of you know. That's courage. Yeah. Sticking to your belief. You know, the, there's pain. When you fight, there's pain. Mm. But when in the heat of the moment, there's adrenaline pumping and you don't feel much of what you're getting mm. because there's that rage yeah, there. But in a position where you're just sitting and not responding, and you're just receiving that is pain, yeah, and to sustain and 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 go through that pain just because you don't want to inflict that same in on others is to me is that takes more courage, yeah. that takes more more strength of mm-hmm. character of everything I agree, and
0: while they're talking and trying to think of a way out of this planet, there's a, an imperial Pro droid, uh, imperial pro droid, a separatist pro droid, and, and I had mentioned this way, way long ago when we were talking about Star Wars Rebels. Me and Jungkook used to call them toy toys for no reason. <laughs> he he started it, and I picked up on it. But yeah, I, every time I see one of them, I always think of toy toy. I don't know what his reasoning was behind it. You know, my brother comes no, out so the, the crazy the crap. Has no reason, <laughs> just because. And then Ayla, in the process of trying to get this probe droid, Ayla's walking and Rex, Cody, and Ahsoka, they're all running after After. it. (laughs) (laughs) And she's very Jason slash Pepe Le Pew, you know, just walking (laughs) to her destination. And in the process, they discover this new weapon, this weapon that allows the separatists to scorch everything in the the vicinity, in the area, killing practically anything organic, organic. But then the droids are safe. So it's this new weapon that they plan to implement. And he specifically chose the the planet planet to test it to test it on these people.
1: At that moment, me personally, I felt like it didn't matter whether the Jedi were there or not. Not, Yeah, they would have. They were gonna end up dying anyway because that was the plan all along. Yeah, yeah,
0: the Jedi being there uh, was actually a miracle. Yeah, it did save them. Mm -hmm. And there was actually this cool moment because Rex and Cody decide to get closer to get more information. And, you know, they're arming up the weapon and gets launched out towards them. And Rex manages to get up, obviously, because he's awesome. Oh, not Cody. I've been saying Cody this whole time. Bly, Commander Bly. That's the other one. That's that's Ayla's clone trooper, and Bly ends up tripping. And I'm and like, oh god! The first time the, I saw the, it, I was like, oh, oh god. god, he's gonna die. He's uh, we're gonna see him and in, be incinerated, and that's that's what's gonna happen to the <laughs> But actually, Ayla ends up doing a Tarzan off the tree and ends up yep. saving and saving him. Eat Tarzan, you <laughs> <Eugene. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And then, oh, actually, something about this weapon that made me think of Rebels was that there's a mention, and I think it's in one of the books, it's uh, called Base Delta Zero. And actually, I think one of the episodes mentioned it too. A Base Delta Zero is hasn't been really explained all that well in the series or in canon. But in the books, in the Expanded Universe, apparently it was a weapon that would incinerate a large area uh, or this I think an entire planet, I beginning. Think. So I think this was like the infancy of it. Yeah, definitely. So that's why when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like base Delta Zero in, in Star Wars Rebels, or at least what I think would be base Delta Zero. And we got to the point where both father and son are arguing with each other. You know, Tiwaka thinks that the separatists won't attack them because they didn't attack the first time around. And Waktu says, even if we don't fight the separatists, we must defend ourselves. And even in defending themselves, the father thinks that mounting a defense is still engaging in battle. It's still the preparation of battle. And he says, if we sacrifice our beliefs, we're no better than they are. And this is how the Lerman... And this is the point where he says that it's been like this for generations. And
1: and, and this is where I I, I disagree with him. Because I'm more with WAC2 on this. Mm. Like, there's so many ways for you to defend yourself without causing death. And... Sort of like what they do with And and at least... Doing something to protect yourself, doing something to defend yourself, even if you end up dying because you're not willing to kill the other, at least bring some, I don't know, to me, some level of satisfaction that at least you did something. And I don't think that will go against the nonviolence. Way of thinking, because you're not choose, you're not the one seeking violence. Yeah, and you're not using violence to hurt. You're just defending yourself in the process. You're evading the violence against you, mm-hmm. which is why I'm with him, and which is why I love the way they defended themselves. Yes. Yeah, later on, you know? they do we the same say how thing. thing that they did with the with the animal. Exactly, they did the same thing. So you know, it, to me, the father is an extreme view yeah. of the principle. Yeah. While his son is a more practical yeah. view of the principle. Yeah.
0: You can still adhere to your beliefs, but there are
1: exceptions. There are the, times. And, and there are ways for you to Alternatives, uh, yeah. Yeah, alternatives for, for you to not to manipulate but to go around. Mm your your belief go around that essence that makes your society
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but not have it in a way where it like completely crumbles yeah. yes
0: and then the jedi knowing about this weapon they go and help the lerman and tiwaka says if it is our destiny to be destroyed in your war so be it so he admits that it is what it, it is, is.
1: Dang. (laughs) Which which is a very. It's not very a self preserving thought. It's very like giving up. Yeah. Yeah, Giving up without any action whatsoever. And I don't think that's a very good way of living. No. Yeah, yeah. you know, the whole idea of, of being of nonviolence is is amazing. And I, for as much as you can practice it for as much as you can do it, you know, I will go for it. But at some point, if my life and the life of those I love come into question, there has to be some middle plane where I don't kill. And I don't seek the violence, but I do prevent it from touching me. Right. In whatever way.
0: Yeah. In an airbender kind, kind of way. way. Yeah. <laughs> and Anakin, he eventually says, you can stand by your beliefs, but let us stand by, by ours. ours. Yeah. Which is to protect you, even if you don't want the protection, to it They end up using the because they had originally infiltrated the uh, location where uh, the separatists had. That settled. that was
1: a very sneaky, yeah, way was. of getting in. That was it very, was. that was very uh, ninja-like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was and that was a fun part. Yeah, and they ended up taking
0: shields to protect the Lorman, and this is where I was looking at the that where I was thinking about shields, and I was like, how do shields work? How because they managed to protect them from this incinerating weapon. And it stops from blaster bolts from penetrating. But you can physically walk out with no problem and physically walk in with no problem. It's Star Wars, Johnny. It's
1: Star There's no science. It's all about what works. I know. There probably is an answer out there. And this works because it needs to. Yes, yes.
0: Although, you know what? There probably is an answer out there because I was reading in the trivia section that there was the part where they infiltrate and Ahsoka uh, hacks away at two droids in the shadow and you Mm -hmm. can see their shadows. And the lightsaber, you can see the shadow of the lightsaber. People had actually debated about this scene. People were saying the lightsaber shouldn't have a shadow. The the lightsaber should have a shadow. There was actual debates about this. It should have a shadow. It should. No, it's true.
1: Because it, the, yes. the reasoning was because it has an opaque. It is a different spectrum of light. Yeah and so against the one that surrounds us it's gonna create a shadow. So but still like if there's a reason for that then there must be a reason for
0: a shield somewhere. And I'm sure there must have been debates about shields in in, in the past. I just don't visit those areas often.
1: <laughs> <Psych>. Oh.
0: <laughs> and then you know the battle picks up and Anakin there's this one part where he's like running across the field and he's This he's is going, a man who was dying. I know who was dying <laughs> in the previous episode and he's he's doing like Jedi speeds yes stuff yeah. and i thought it was so cool the way they had animated it and the son Wak too ends up wanting to help you know and he defies his father's wishes and and what you already brought up how they ended up disabling the droids and tiwaka at the very end he says perhaps we do owe you thanks but at what cost this line reminds me of champs and doula where he had mentioned that he wanted to get the separatists off Ryloth. But in so doing that, with the Republic there, it's still an army present on Ryloth. So at what cost is it? You know, I'm trying to get these foreigners out, but then I also have you guys here, and you guys are also foreigners with a standing army on my backyard. An army that will eventually become... Um. The Empire. Oh, yeah. So so it's interesting that he's had the choice of words at what cost, because in the end, it will be, you know, who knows what will happen. The Republic will establish themselves there. The Republic becomes the Empire. The Empire probably evicts them, yeah. and uses their land for resources. In a way, he, I feel like he sort of predicted the future. future. yeah. <laughs> I don't featurette was actually, it brought up a good question. Are the Jedi peacekeepers? Or are the Jedi warmongers? And we sort of covered it. We sort of talked about that in the episode with Kit Fisto and his Padawan, where he was very gung-ho
1: think that they are necessarily peacekeepers but they're not warmongers no yeah they don't go looking for, for war. war yeah they do adopt war as a as a way of stopping the so-called bad things from happening. But that doesn't make them peacekeepers because in that I'm with Wacht, uh, Wachta, T, t <laughs> What's it? t Waka? Yeah, t Waka. That if you are bringing war, you're not a peacekeeper. No. Exactly, yeah. Peacekeeping and war are two different things. They're with the opposite. Mm. You cannot claim to be one if you're bringing the other. Yeah, yeah. So, them in wanting peace, they're bringing war. hmm So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the episode,
0: Trespass, the fortune cookies, arrogance diminishes wisdom. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And this, this episode has a very interesting character, someone who I like to think of as the Donald Trump of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and it's Chairman Cho. Chairman Cho, you are the Donald Trump of the Star the Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> and Tenor, Senator Chuchi unfortunately has to put up with him. And uh, first of all, the the whole setting is, takes place on Ortho Plutonia, and I like this planet because you know I, how it gets cold outside during the winter, and people are like, "Oh man, it's like hoth out there." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess you could pull out the hoth <laughs> reference. <laughs> Everyone does that, but I like to do it's like Ortho Plutonia out there." <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah you know you gotta you gotta change it up a bit it's not just hot. there's Ultra Plutonia okay think about that next time there's Winter around Winter comes around just say it's like Ultra Plutonia out there and we're gonna look at you like what What? (laughs) this girl's crazy and then oh we talked about the snow and how crazy it was to
1: have animated that because there was and 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 they did such an amazing job because you saw everything yeah you you didn't miss among the 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 so-called snow blind yeah and and, and the action so it, it was awesome but that must have been crazy yeah
0: yeah yeah and i actually watched the featurette where They mentioned that, you know, there were different speeds and different ways that they went about doing it. And they've specifically said that the snow is very much part of the emotional tone of the story, because at the very end, when an alliance is struck before that, the the blizzard was all over, all over and the moment to achieve puts the staff into the floor into the ground the snow starts Starts to to light up yeah Yeah. and it comes down as normal and i never noticed that until i watched the feature (laughs) so that was really cool that they put even details in the weather and how things you know affect everything and how the 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 things affect everything else so yeah we go to Senator Chuchi and Chairman Cho, who are on this planet because this planet is the property of Pantora, which is their their home their home moon. I guess it's a moon. And uh, what were your first impressions
1: of, of these two characters? Oh, uh, nothing about Chuchi because she was so quiet. She was very quiet. She was like but, a little bird. Uh, yeah, but the the chairman, damn, oh that was gosh. a nasty. And I said it several times. Man, he's a nasty person. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah. The jerk face. Yeah.
0: He is constantly speaking over her and dismissing her. And I I was just like, you got to go. Yeah. (laughs) You got to go. And then there's Rex in his sexy winter gear. Oh,
1: boy. Did you enjoy that? I did. Uh, I did. I I particularly like the fact that the part where I'm watching and all of this. uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to, to, to rewind that back. And I have to sit and see it all over again <laughs> just because you're oogling behind Rex's movements. Yes, like cheese. Yes, I,
0: there was that. Rex had so many cool parts in this episode. Oh my gosh, the part where he like, let's keep in mind he's a cartoon. Uh, uh, not in my mind. Okay, <laughs> um, he's on the speeder, and you know he he. F- flies back like a jedi and then he's shooting and and flips the, the the speeder over and hides behind it i was just like oh man you're like oozing sexy right now <laughs> oozing sexy <laughs> Ugh, so hot
1: <laughs>
0: he's so hot <laughs> And, you know, and they've discovered that there have been a sign, signs of attack. Um, there's been some mysterious things going on where both the Separatists and the Republic outposts have been attacked. And Senator Chuchi is actually observing. She's studying the, the, the quote-unquote crime scene. And she says, you know, these aren't consistent with... Separatists. With Separatists. And, and Obi-Wan agrees and... Uh, and then Chairman Cho says, I am willing to fight and die for my people. It's time you ask your- to ask yourself if you are brave enough to do the same. And he kind of like puts her down. And I'm like, Ugh. and eventually Obi-Wan and Anakin discover that there's a village that the Separatists had, I guess, stumbled upon. And that's how they started out. Being eliminated by these creatures called the Tuts. I, I, I
1: like how they go in and they um, start the whole talking process with oh, them. Oh yeah, and uh, I like Anakin's drawing. <laughs> it's funny because that's actually a bullet point in my thing. Uh,
0: yeah, Anakin's drawing is is so cute. Yeah, and we, we want to be friends. We want to be friends. <laughs> and then, then when they come out of it, he ends up uh, Obi Wan ends up being hugged. By yeah. <laughs> one of the towels and I just I love that the whole scene. And then Chairman Show saying that they're actually trespassers and that they and belong they belong to us. us.
1: Like anything and everything that is out there that is not like him somehow is property. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah. He has no respect for anything that is that doesn't look like he looks. Yeah. He has no value for anything. Other than who he sits in the middle mirror yeah. in the mornings,
0: and I, I'm intrigued, when he said that they had people study and like uh, survey the planet and they found that there was no life on the planet, I found that it, it made me curious like I, is that something that he was led to believe that? was that something that he ended up
1: hiding himself? Or the, what's the name? The talls, The talls. The talls so good at hiding yeah. that they were never seen. That's true, maybe, yeah. So it's interesting that they... Because if they were not attacked in any way... I guess they would have remained unseen. Because, uh, as a matter of fact, we find out that the reason the whole thing, yeah. that the two bases get destroyed is because the, the Separatists... Of course, being droids and being what, it, what they are, they, they start going against the, the tolls and then it, it the, ends up involving the the troopers, the troopers yeah. as well. Yeah. So I wonder if these people that went to survey the planet, they didn't have any weapons or anything like that. Oh, they, they were just yeah. looking and yeah. surveying. So the tolls didn't have any reason to... Come up to them, so or
0: feel threatened threatened by them, them them, so
1: and then they they get into that part with
0: Rex again and his oozing sexiness <laughs> and he has no choice but to save the chance the the um uh, yeah he was given the order to protect them the chairman i mean yeah he was he was given the order to protect them um i'm sure he wasn't really all that happy about it oh
1: no and and then when he gets he went, and, and and he talked like that to everybody oh, because yeah. the way he talked to the clones yeah it it's was like, like there they were nobody yeah mhm
0: uh, and when Rex gets back with the uh, with the chairman <laughs> i think he says oh it's just a scratch <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> to to about himself and then Chuchi, you know she's rec- she's advised to contact the pentorian assembly because obi-wan and anakin think that this guy's out of hand um, yeah. and she needs to do something about it so she ends up contacting them and the assembly gives them Gives her the right and the uh, authority to to strike, yeah, to strike a peace settlement. And Obi Wan tells her that she has to be the one to do it because she was saying, Obi Wan, you will be the one to to talk to to talk to them. And uh, it's cool that she was actually the one to initiate it.
1: And I like the fact that he he understood that she needed to. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like um. From from the beginning, he he realized the relationship and how the the um, chairman chairman treated her and and how she was in, in essence submissive. Yeah. Even though she is a Jedi, the, wasn't she a Jedi? No, she's a senator. So who was it that was a Jedi in there? Anakin and Obi. Ja- that's it. Yeah, that was it. I thought there was another Jedi. No, no, no. That would have been cool. If she was a Jedi, okay. Shoot. <laughs> so, but he sees this. Yeah, he, sees he saw this I saw treatment. It, yeah. And at every step, I don't know if you noticed, he he would try to to sort of like yeah put her in the driver's seat. But of course, the chairman will not let it happen. Yeah, yeah. And then the
0: chairman, unfortunately, get had been stabbed in the back. Uh, comeuppance again and he says to her you must avenge me (laughs) and and he unfortunately ends up dying and he says I I died for my people it's sad that he died I mean he who knows he might have been a a good leader and, and had a good administration I guess who knows but it was his arrogance. It was that his got arrogance. Him. And, he, that's, and it goes back to the fortune, fortune cookie. King. It diminishes wisdom. Yeah. And uh, Chuchi is given the responsibility to strike a peace element. And I love her quote. Her quote is just one of my favorite things. And it's right there, up, up there with Padme's This is How Liberty Dies. And she says, to die for one's people is a great sacrifice. To live for one's people, an even greater sacrifice. I choose to live for my people. What do you choose? And then the Tal's, the leader, agreed that he chooses to live for his people as well. Moving away a little bit from there, I really love her accent. <laughs> like, yeah. It's such a cool <laughs> accent. I think it's Australian or something like that. It sounds I don't Australian. Know. Isn't it French
1: or something? No, no French is a Come on. <laughs> yeah, it it, it had a, an undertone yeah of, of, like a,
0: yeah of Australian and she recognizes their their sovereignty and uh, obi-wan he ends up complimenting her he tells her that you did a great job and that you chose the path the correct path which is to have peace instead of war. But he tells her that, that she has another responsibility, responsibility now
1: to keep it.
0: And she has to keep that
1: peace. And that's difficult, too. So it's yeah. like everything, like trust. Because when not- she gets to, to her planet, yeah. there's going to be people there who are going to be irated that the Sherman died right. and he was k- killed and that nobody's paying for that death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's going to raise a whole new set of problems. Mm-hmm. And she has to keep that promise of, of you know, the,
0: they can't go after the Talls because they mm-hmm. just made this piece. And I honestly wish that Chuchi was in more Star Wars. Like, we see her again maybe one or two times later on in the series. But she's such a cool character, I think, the way they had established her and the way she had developed into the, the very end of it. So, uh, who knows, maybe we might see her again at some point outside of Star Wars The Clone Wars era. And in Hidden Enemy, episode 16, the fortune cookie is truth enlightens the mind, but won't always bring happiness to your heart. And that's true. Yeah. Knowing the truth isn't always a happy thing. A happy thing. thing. And... It does enlighten. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And this episode, I had to actually pause it because I remembered where it's placed. It's actually placed before Star Wars The Clone Wars. So at this point, there is no Ahsoka, no Snips and Sky Guy. So <laughs> it actually helped me take a look at Chrysostis a bit more. And I really liked the the city structure of it. It looks very um, metropolitan, mm-hmm. in New York City. And it starts off with them being ambushed unexpectedly. The position was compromised and Anakin, seeing this, he, uh, you know, he has to go and assist. And I like that he did this X on the window. And broke it. <laughs> and it's, it's so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, one of the troopers in, in, zip lining over, one of the troopers ended up Falls. falling. Oh, so sad. Yeah, And uh, I was like, oh, no, right? Like, what must be going through that trooper's head? I'm falling. I'm going to die. And then they managed to escape and they're being escorted out by uh, their ships and... Uh, there's a trooper, Trooper Gus, who took the head of the tactical droid in the process yeah. to get information. That was smart. That was smart. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, let's find out what's happening Yeah, here. yeah. And uh, that was a gr- great thing to do in the spur of the moment. And it's cool that that happened because it, it reminded me of in Star Wars Rebels when they had the tactical droid head yes. to find Rex. Rex. So it was. that's neat, you know, going forward that way and thinking of it that way. And Cody and Rex are tasked with the responsibility to determine what happened. And they find that there's a breach and they, the Separatists had information that they shouldn't have had. So they think that there's a spy, there's someone uh,
1: in their midst who is leaking information to the Separatists. It's very surprising to them that it could be one of them.
0: Yeah, because they found that one of the comlinks was on. So they go and investigate, and they find that someone was lurking outside. They end up chasing after him, and he ends up going into the cafeteria. But the cafeteria is all covered with clones. With clones. So it it is surprising. And and Dave Filoni actually uh, he called this particular clone. He went Django. He went. He had too much Django in him. And I thought that was a really cool concept. Like, Yeah, I know they're all individual and that they all develop their own personalities, but I never really thought of a clone having
1: more of Django's genes than another clone. clone. It does happen, you know, in an assembly line. And let's face it, this is how they're made. Yeah, essentially. Uh, There's always a percentage that comes out defective in one way Mm. or another. Mm. So most likely... There are others like him that they're somewhat "quote unquote" defective mm-hmm. because they do not follow the same pattern as the others.
0: Right, right. And Obi Wan and Anakin, you know, they end up going to the Separatist headquarters and they find Asajj Ventress. And when you oh, saw when my you God <laughs> when you saw Asajj, it was like that's his girlfriend. <laughs> oh and then I love that he also says uh, she also says I'm all
1: yours Obi-Wan and it's like man <laughs> yeah yeah they're all over each other yeah it's <laughs> like the sens- you can cut it with a knife the yeah. sexual tension with those two <laughs> and what's what's interesting is that I, like I had
0: mentioned before this episode takes place before the Clone Wars movie but in my from what I remember because obviously I have a terrible memory so I have to go watch the movie again the scene when Obi-Wan And Ventress fight in that movie. I was under the impression that this was the first time they meet. So for this episode to have taken place before the movie, mm. it doesn't seem that it's following
1: timeline. That of their... maybe that was the impression, but not necessarily the reality. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I had to go back and rewatch it. But it was something that like struck me. Like, oh, this episode takes place before. How is it that they know each other? So on. Well? They're saying all these, you know, things, things to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she has a she she calls. This trooper, this clone, uh, my loyal informant. And it makes you wonder. I actually, I would love to see the episode...
1: Where she got in touch with that particular trooper? How she got in touch? Yeah. with him. you know, like what what came about that that got them together? Yeah,
0: like I. The, and we find out later on in season five, in season six, that there are clone clubs. There are clubs dedicated for clones to come during their off hours. So who knows whether she snuck into those yeah. those kind of clubs and. Saw this guy and thought maybe I should strike up a conversation. And b- her being and her being is. so,
1: because
0: so, she, she's she's a very striking, striking woman. Yes, and we find out later on that the, she had offered him freedom. So who knows what she had promised him in addition to that? Ugh, breaks my heart every dang time. <laughs> so then uh, Cody and Rex they determined that this informant this person that's leaking information is coming from Slick's barracks and they start interrogating each Each one of of Slick's men men. and one of the men that they interrogate his name is Chopper (laughs) (laughs) and I thought oh my gosh it's Chopper this guy Chopper he has been collecting droid fingers fingers.
1: and it's apparently is not it's not. not it's cool. not. No, not cool. it's <laughs> not something that it's acceptable. No, it's not. Yeah,
0: and unfortunately, ugh, one of the brothers said, "I ju- I always knew there was something deficient
1: about you." And I'm just because like, most likely this is how they see anything uh, out, away from the norm yeah. as a deficiency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a slick, for example, being one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's interesting because it does
0: happen in in real life. Like the, in in times of war, you've seen characters TV, in TV, take like the ears. Like they yeah. only had mentioned there's ears, and and sometimes other things are, yeah. are taken. Yeah, yeah, As a sort of and and this particular character said, I wanted something back. Back, you know, as if something they had took something away from mm-hmm. him,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that was. Who knows? A life, maybe. That uh, that shows. So, so uh, when when the the other clone told him, I knew there was something deficient about you. What I thought was he has some mental problem. problems. Uh-huh. He has some war stress or something. Mm-hmm. Because if he's reacting this way, it's because the war and and is. Too much pressure.
0: And it's interesting because, again, in later on in the series, Rex is the one to say that they're built better for that. The way their bodies and their chemistry is, is made up, they they can handle this kind of stress. But
1: obviously, obviously they not Obviously not.
0: Yeah. I mean, even look at Wolf in Star Wars because Rebels. Yeah. Wolf is Nazi. Yeah. Oh, well, Gregor was the one that had experienced uh, shell shock. Um, Wolf was the one with the mechanical eye who uh, was fearful. And he he told the Empire that the Jedi were there. And look how stress has gotten to him, the war-torn individual. And then Slick even goes as far
1: as to frame poor Chopper using it as a way to to hide. that, that, That goes... And in the end, when they when the the way they talk to him, I understood why they talk to him like that and and the words they use because they're brothers. Yeah, the way they're bred, the the way that they, they grow up, for one of them to do something like that to use them mm-hmm. because that's using them and then betraying them. Yeah. knowing how many could die in the in the name of freedom. Whose freedom? Yours. Because the the people who die don't not, uh, don't have yeah. don't have any freedom. They're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. it's it's
0: it's sad. And and he ends up slipping and what he says about the Jedi and C- Commander Cody caught it. And I love his face the way it was like turned down. And he said, "I I, I wish you, would you hadn't, hadn't notice, n- n- noticed, noticed that. that." And he ends up punching Cody, Cody? in the face. <laughs> and then he ends up doing a whole lot of things to the weapons depot, and, and he ends up messing up a lot of things that actually take into effect in the movie. And when he's actually caught later on, he says, I'm not the traitor, you are. And he keeps saying, you know, blind. we're all blindly following orders. And he eventually shouts, she offered me freedom because uh, Rex was implying that he was doing it for money. And he wasn't. He was doing it because he wanted to get out. Anakin and Obi-Wan come into the picture and, you know, they're surprised that it's Slick, you know, Sergeant Slick. And Anakin says, you couldn't be a greater disappointment. How could you do this to your brothers? And Slick says, only a Jedi would ask that. It's the Jedi who keep my brothers enslaved. We do your bidding. We serve at your whim. I just wanted something more. And he also said, I love my brothers. You're too blind to see it. But I was striking a blow for all clones. I actually, I wonder what's happened to Slick because he was in prison, so who
1: knows what happened to him. I don't know, but I hope he was punished. <laughs> I know. I... Because I didn't like his, his, his statement about I was striking a blow for all clones. He wasn't doing it for all clones. If he had been doing it for all clones, it would have been done in a different way. True,
0: there is a character later on that will discover that will find and she did something similar where she hurt innocent people to prove a point and she went about it the wrong way and she's also taken into custody. I, I like I, I see the reason. I mean, the ends the 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 ends don't justify the means, definitely. But I also like the, the, this character, especially the way my my friend who, if you're interested, she wrote an online comic called Star Wars Destinies, and it takes this character, Ahsoka, and another character, and they're essentially paired up together, and you get to see how Slick is affected
1: by. What he's done and I don't I don't I don't deny his feelings Mm -hmm. and I don't deny his views Mm -hmm. and what he wanted. Mm -hmm. I just think that he did it the wrong way. Oh he did. And not only he did it in the wrong way, he did it in a way that if he had affected the Jedi, was one thing, but it affected his brothers, brothers in as well. The process, yeah. You know, so uh, just to claim I want freedom and, and for you to do something that will hurt the people you're seeking that freedom from without their consent, yeah. Because yeah. if you tell me that you went subversively started bringing people to your side, mm. that's one thing, you know. But yeah, they were.
0: But he was doing it.
1: Yeah, with them You didn't annoying. even... Gave them the choice. Gave them the
0: choice. Yeah. Uh, Psych is a very interesting character. And, and, man, I wish that they would have picked him up somewhere and, and continued his story somehow. Who knows? Maybe they still will. And some things that were brought to our attention. Hope, she said... Uh, we talked in our show. She has a podcast called J-Guys and Jedi about the motives of the Lerman and if it made a good story at all. Um, so they were questioning whether whether this was a good story in general because uh, we they never find out that why they're they're pacifists It's not a religion reason they just do don't want to fight and are not allowed to let the youth fight. And also, they she she really loves Ryo Chuchi, and she says that it's one of the most underrated characters in the series, and they need to use her two thousand percent more. And I, I completely agree. So yeah, that was just a uh, uh, feedback on her part that she was interested in the whole how what motivated them and whether that was actually a good story in the end. I personally think it was
1: I I, I, I because I love this story. because
0: of the fact that religion wasn't incorporated. Because a lot of the time, especially in, in like shows like Star. Religion is a
1: big factor. It is. It was a great story, and f- for the story to develop, and for the story to be presented and give the idea that it gave, we really didn't need to know why they become pacifists. Mm-hmm. Is it a question that that arises? Yes. Yeah, yeah it, I it, definitely want to know. Of course. Yeah. But it you it didn't play need role. to know. Yeah. yeah, it didn't play a role. You you really didn't need to know why they became pacifists to. Understand that the episode, and to gain from it the lesson that that it was giving, yeah, yeah. which is, which was with everything that that is worthwhile. There's always conflict. There's always ideas that will come into conflict. You have war. You have violence. And then you have peace. And sometimes they all come intertwine with each other and y- you don't necessarily understand why mm. and the why is because you have people who think that violence can be utilized for good example the Jedi yeah in order to stop a group that uses violence for bad mm-hmm. which are the separatists but then you have the lemur the the, the lemer in, Lerman. in Lermans <laughs> In the middle, that say, "I don't need to do either."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. And for it to to be developed, you really didn't need to know. It, it would it be interesting to know? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like, and and the motive was there. They wanted to get away from, from the war. war. And who knows, maybe they weren't affected at all
1: by the war, but they were. Because he, he does it uh, doesn't he say that they, they went away before the war got to them? Uh, something like that, something, something to, to that, that effect. effect. Yeah, so, yeah. To basically, they're, f- they're they're avoiding escaping, it. They're avoiding really? it at any cost. Yeah. you know, moving from star system to star
0: system, away from. from the, yeah, and that's motive enough. They just yeah. don't want to get. They don't want to get um, wrapped up in it. Yeah. And then Patty asked, "What did you think of the politics displayed in these episodes?" So, I, I'm guessing because I guess we didn't really see all that much. Politics involved with the first two episodes with the Jedi and the Lerman. Um, that was more well, mor- morals
1: involved. Well, I guess. Yeah, mm. you have politics because you have the you have the 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 separatists coming and colonizing and yeah, you wanting do. to you you know. Yeah, yeah. and then you you have um the jedi trying to bring the this new society under their protection yeah you're right you're right yeah so so yeah, uh, so yeah there there the was politics it was um, a less in your face type of yeah because when i thinking when i was thinking politics i was thinking senator chu yeah and then we have the moon, the property, and whether the people who were basically different from the master planet or whatever you want to call it when you have a planet and moons around it, you know, being different. Mm. And how that difference can cause opinion that uh, you're lesser than me. Right. And we have in the in the others the politics of a whole group of people who are bred for the sole purpose of serving in a war and assisting in a war without being given the opportunity to choose whether this is what they want to do. Yeah. So I, I, f- I find it very interesting because it's, it touches in a lot of topics. and uh, And sometimes we we let little things go by and we watch cartoons or we watch uh, shows and there's little lessons being put in there and the the only way we're going to get them if if we think about them mm-hmm. sometimes we watch for the sake of watching of entertainment and that's it we don't think on, on the matters of the on the underlying matters and ideas that are being put in yeah in, yeah. in tv
0: so yeah, I I, I liked all, all four episodes, and they're actually some of my favorites. Like I, I, There are people who don't really like the first season all that much, but I think there's a lot to gain from the first I liked season. I like this so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for our next Rebels Chat when my mom and I continue our Star Wars The Clone Wars discussions. In the meantime, make sure to rate and comment on iTunes, visit com, and follow Rebels Chat on Twitter.